This episode and most episodes of A Beer With are recorded live in Diffuse Studios. Guys, in this episode, we do touch on some sort of probably heavier topics, um, you know, like people passing away and losing a loved one. So if this episode brings up any feelings and you need to talk to anyone for any reason at all, please make sure you contact Lifeline on 131144 or any other agency in your country if you're outside of Australia. Get it spinning a tune. You can get it podcasting before noon. You can get it when you're feeling real tops. And you can get it at Friday knockoffs. Because a hard-earned thirst needs a big cold beer. And the best stubby cooler for that beer is a beer with the podcast stubby cooler. You can get it on a live stream. You can get it while making a meme. You can get it when you're playing COD. And you can get it while listening to the pod. Because a hard-earned thirst needs a big cold beer. And the best stubby cooler for that beer is a beer with the podcast stubby cooler. You can get it right in the baseline. You can get it chatting on FaceTime. You can get it talking about. Matter of fact, I've got one now. Because a hard-earned thirst needs a big cold beer. And the best stubby cooler for that beer is a beer with the podcast stubby cooler. Go to the website, abeerwith.com. For all your podcast needs, including the one place to find a beer with the podcast stubby cooler. How are we, everyone? It is Monday, the 28th of September. This one's at home again, um, just staying home to record this one. Uh, and I thought I'd tell you guys about the studio um, because we're going to be moving soon. Uh, it doesn't look like we're going to be staying where we are currently, um, of course. Frequencies TV is also moving out. Um, so, you know, we've only got a little bit of time left in this one studio. Uh, we've got the vocal booth. Um, we've got everything else, awesome treatment in there. So if you're looking to get into the studio and, you know, maybe utilize it before we do the move, um, we're not quite sure where we're going yet. So, um, you know, maybe that's a good chance for you to, uh, to jump in now. So um, if you want to check out anything about the studio, you can check out all our socials. The best place to go is just the website. So D-I-F-F-U-S-Z-E-D-Studios.com. You can go to the website there. Uh, you can get in contact with us on the contact form. Uh, or as I said, you can just go to any of our socials and hit us up there as well. Uh, so for this one, guys, I got that DJ kid who is now just that kid um, because, you know, she's as she says in this episode, um, she's not really sort of following that uh, original sort of, you know, goal of DJing and stuff uh, for her career now. So we talk about all that in this episode. Um, so let's just run that music and get this one going. Hi guys, welcome back. This is another episode of A Beer With. I'm your host Jai, and today on the episode we have That Kid. Now, That Kid used to be a DJ uh, and has said in this episode that she's actually not going to DJ anymore, which, um, you know, is a little bit sad to hear, but she's really found her, you know, passion uh, and something she's really passionate about um, that's sort of come through, I suppose, this COVID times. Um, you know, it's given her the chance to maybe, you know, refocus in on what she really wants from life. And I think that was really awesome uh, to hear her story, um, you know, about what's been going on in her life uh, and what she's passionate about and some ways that we can maybe you know give some advice to other people 
uh, things that have worked for her and you know also stuff that's worked for me as well um so i really think you guys are gonna love this episode um i absolutely love this one um so let's just get going with this one so as always sit back crack a beer if you have one and enjoy the episode this is a beer with that kid Oh, nice. There you go. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for coming in. So, mm. um, welcome to the podcast. Um, how has uh, everything been for you? How have you been lately? It's, it's a bit of a weird question it's to a, ask It's everyone. a loaded question in a way. Like, it's so loaded. Not even like <laughs> as a bad thing. It's just like shit. Like COVID's really fucked us all up. Like mm. with me, like this year I was working in a warehouse at the start of the year and like really lucky because I was working in a cafe before that. So like if I was still there, it would have been fucked. But yeah. that really picked up because everyone's like, at home, let's order shit online that we don't need. So yeah, like I had right, a really yeah. good job. I just hated it. Like it was just real bad. So I just left that and kind of just got into this little routine of like working on my brain and fixing that stuff because like at the root of it all, if that's not right, then nothing else can be from there. It's like yeah. – you know, if you have bad foundations, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. So that's really cool. But like, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I think I've been good. Like just slowly, progressively, like kind of just taking those little baby steps to kind of getting to where I want to be. And like, it's kind of come quicker than I expected, but I don't expect to get to my end goal. Like, yeah. I feel like the start's always like you go hard and fast and then you get into that routine yeah. and then you just keep progressively getting like every step from there. But like, yeah. I made some big things like um, I applied for uni, I got into uni, so I start next year, so I'm doing environmental management. So that's awesome. like my end goal kind of thing. Like yeah. I had a call yesterday from the guy at the university and he was like, what made you want to do this? And I was like, I hate throwing my food scraps in the bin. So I started yeah. composting. Oh, that's because I, like, I remember when we did the show and tell thing, you guys had the worm farm. Yeah. <laughs> you, it, you tried oh, to man. show some of the worm It was farm. so yeah. funny. I was so yeah. drunk that night. Um, yeah. yeah, and then I was just like, I just hate taking the bins out every week. I just forget all the time. I'm just like, if you don't have to, you don't. And like literally we'll put a bag in the bin once a week and like yeah. we'll we'll put it on the curb maybe once a month if that. Like yeah. it's Try just crazy. And reuse yeah, and, yeah. And, just and like buy things that don't have heaps of packaging. Yeah. Like um started going to like the markets we made. We had like a doona, I mean a what's it called? Fitted sheet for a bed. And it was we didn't need it anymore. So we cut it up and like um just made little bags, like produce bags. Oh yeah, just to take yeah. Yeah. And it's just like little things like that that you would just buy that you can that's available but it's like if you have this stuff at home to do it do it mm. like so it's just really opened my eyes up with that and like even stuff that I buy out like if I'm buying clothes or anything like that I try and look at the footprint from that company to like make better decisions and I know that like one person like myself I'm not going to change the world but like if we can we do that do snowball it. yeah yeah we all did it yeah yeah and like even with like environment management like end goal I guess like because I have a pretty extensive hospo like background yeah just seeing how bad they are at it without even knowing. And I think like that'd be Lots really cool to fix. Yeah. Like yeah. I work for a juice bar. So it's like a lot of fruit waste and stuff yeah. like could be so easily composted, but it just goes straight into the bin. Yeah. So it's like that kind of just um, pushes me to try hard to do good to kind of fix everything. So yeah. That'll be really fun. And so what started this, I suppose, little journey of, you know, doing the things to like, as you said, get your brain right. Um, what, was there anything that just happened or was there a moment? Because <laughs> yeah. often that kind of stuff, there is like a moment of either going the opposite way or you just, you know, so what, how did that come about for you? Um, I guess like in the simplest way of putting it, it's like I hurt my hand at work when I was working at the warehouse. So yeah. I had a week off work because I'd like injured my finger pretty bad. Mm. Had a week off and I was like, 
I hate my job so much. I don't want to be here. Like I don't want to go back to work. Like mm. I just want to get money. So I like looked into obviously like at the time because coming from a DJing background, I guess with that as well, it was like being in the creative industry. There's so many people around you um, that do stuff that's just so ingenious and like you just don't think about it. So I was just like, oh, like I'll start a YouTube channel or like I'll make videos or I'll do yeah. photography. But like I don't love that stuff. Like I love to love it. Yeah. And I think that's what people can get caught up. But yeah, like literally that moment for me that having that week off, I was just like, all right, I don't like my job. I clearly don't want to go back, but I need to go back to make money. So I'm like, can I either forfeit my job and make less money or can I do a side hustle and I guess like not even a side hustle, just like a main hustle that makes me enough money. So I guess at the root of everything though is, yes, I want my brain to be okay and happy, but I need to make money to live. Yeah. So I guess that's like that trade-off you need to make as an adult living out of home, have a yeah. life like, you know, you want to go out and do stuff with your friends, but you don't want to be poor and not be able to pay your bills. So like just having a solid foundation with that. But I mean, as I said before, like it all kind of came hard and fast. So like from that yeah. moment, like that was April. And then I think I quit my job or maybe it was like June. So I started a couple of months ago at this new job. But yeah, like just since then, it was just at the back of my mind and even like the front of my mind. Some days I just didn't want to go to work. And I was like, how yeah. can I make this my dream a reality mm. from here? So yeah, it's just, I guess that was my defining moment in all right, figuring it out. Because at the time I'd like just started getting into the whole composting thing and I was like, all right, like yeah. maybe I could go to uni for this and like, you know, mm. make that my job, like my dream. But yeah, um, yeah it was just trying to figure out because it's like DJing's dead, but I'd stopped DJing long before COVID hit. Like not even, I think it was just so many DJs out there. Like mm. I was just playing at Stockies in the attic. Too many DJs. Yeah, you can only <laughs> put five on a night and there's 50 in that group that want to play in the attic yeah. or basement now. So yeah, like- yeah. You know, for me, I had made that choice that I wasn't going to pursue music as a career. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, I do love DJing. Like, it's so much fun. You, you can't replace it. that feeling, yeah, you know. Like, yeah, it is coming from fun. your shot, like, that 25 whatever minutes it is, you just get up there and it's gone and you're just, like, hooked. It's like a drug. It really yeah. is just a drug. So, yeah. I think, yeah, it's just wild. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, I, I sort of love what you were saying about finding something you want to do you know, that you enjoy yeah, doing. Yeah. And I was on a podcast of like the MetaMinds guys um, and they asked me like right at the end with like a minute left, they're like, what's the meaning of life? Like we've got a minute left. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I'm straight onto this. I know the answer to this. Yeah. Um, and I said that um, it's about finding out like what you really enjoy doing in life and figuring out how to do more of that. Yeah. And you like know. I think people get sucked into the whole thing of like leave school, go to uni, get mm -hmm. a job, done. And it's, it's yeah. never that simple. Like yeah. I'm 24 – I dropped out of high school, like, you know, I was just working full time and I didn't know how, I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. And yeah. I, it was unsettling, but also settling in a way. It's like, yeah, cool. I don't know what I'm going to do, but there's no point rushing into something, spending money on something I'm not going to want to do. Yeah. It's never too late. Like people yeah. in their forties and fifties can go to uni and so still change time. careers. Like, yeah. you know, it's, you just, we get sucked into this whole premise of, while you're young, you need to figure out what you're going to do, but you don't have to do it. Yeah. And I think as well, like going back into the DJing thing, like I did the whole thing with DJing where it's like, do your shot, make friends with all the DJs, do all that. And yeah. then like learn how to produce and then become a famous DJ. But like, it's a really, it can be a really toxic environment sometimes mm. I think with people yeah, who definitely. think they need to do it, but don't actually want to do it. Yeah. And so I think it's just it's really hard because it's it's well, like if your friends are all doing it, you want to be doing it too. But it's like, how yeah. do you tell your friends and yourself yeah. that it's not for you? Like, yeah. I just think that can be 
a really hard thing because if you don't want to be in the producing or DJing industry, it's like, all right, cool, I'm not going to be friends with these people anymore. Or like, do yeah. we have that kind of solid Is that foundation? All our friendship was yeah, that yeah, we're exactly. DJ it's friends. like, yeah. you know, what what more is out of this friendship than music? And that, like, this year, especially with everything shutting down, has really shown me like who my true friends are and like with with DJing like a lot of my friends are still DJs and I love supporting them but I'm a grandma now like go to bed at nine o'clock wake up yeah. at you know 6 a.m yeah. but I'll still support them any way I can kind yeah. of thing so support from the sidelines I just pick my battles that's what I say I, I just say you got to pick yeah. your battles like you go out you know people ask you all the time to go out and stuff you know, oh, I can't like I got to do this or I've got this on or whatever yeah. and but then sometimes you're just like all right I'm coming to this, you yeah, know, like yeah. it's like one thing a month or something that you, you go out to. So yeah. um, that's what I've found. It's still nice years. like being included as well, like as lame as that sounds, but it's just like to be thought of, to be added, like just say your friend's playing a gig and they're like, yeah, come, like I really want you there. Yeah. And it's like I really appreciate that you want me to be there, but like yeah. at the same time if it's not going to be good for me or my mental health to be there, like you need to be okay with me not being there, but I still support you, yeah. just not physically. And it's hard when you've got so many, like you said, so many friends in the industry. If you said yes to going to see everyone's gig, you'd just be out 24, yeah. you know, like and every, I, like, every I, night, every weekend. You see those people that are out doing it all the time and I tip my hat to those people. Like yeah. honestly, I love that for them and their friends and stuff. It's just like if you can do it, 100% do yeah. it. But if you can't and you have other commitments like – you know, other stuff going on. Let that be your like number one. Yeah. I think like there's literally nothing wrong with having yourself as your first priority. Yeah. And I think that's not done enough someone, at the moment. <laughs> someone oh, I was really drunk at a house the other week. Um it's just like an impromptu little like potluck dinner kind of oh, thing. The like, best, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um and just, you know, beers and late into the night. And someone said to me, they said, like literally Literally the one job you have is to look after yourself. Like that's the before anything else, that's the yeah. one thing you have. And people yeah. are like, oh, it's too hard to exercise or it's too hard to eat right. It's like just your one job. Like yeah. you really like when it comes down to it, you really have one job and it's to look after yourself. And so many people just like make excuses. Oh, yeah. too busy and that. It's like, but that's your and one And like job. your body is really good at covering up, I reckon, as well. Like yeah. I used to eat like trash. I wouldn't exercise. I'd yeah. sleep for 10 hours and wake up at midday and, you yeah. know, everything was whack. But like looking back, I'm like, how did I, I survive that? I think you just get used to it. It's like yeah. you said about working yeah. as well. You're in that habit of just going to work. This is what I do to make the money. And then I have fun when I'm not at work. Yeah. And then you yeah. had that week off and you're, and you're like, oh, actually like, why am I doing that's, this? Yeah, that's yeah. not because you just get used to that routine, I think. You know, mm. you get comfortable. Everyone. But yeah, you know, like once you just, I guess, like again with the trade offs, like if you want to look after yourself, something's got to give. Yeah. So, like, you know, I started waking up earlier, going to bed earlier so I can wake up, get out. You know, we'd go for an hour walk every day and it's on and off. Like, I haven't done it in a while now, but like, yeah. I'm really lucky that I work close enough to where I live. I can either ride my bike or walk to work. Yeah. That's so for awesome. me, that's my exercise for the day. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it got, clears your head a bit too. When it does. Like, yeah. Because you just, that alone time and, you know, yeah. just to, to get the blood flowing a bit. And Even just I was just going to be like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to drive. Like, it means I can spend more time at home watching YouTube videos. And I was yeah. like, why am I doing this? Like, I could just go out for a walk. Yeah. It was a beautiful day. So I was just like, hell yeah, I love that. And like got to work and I was just like, shit, yeah. Like let's go yeah. kind of thing. And if I'd driven to work, I probably would have been like, oh, whatever, like work yeah. kind of thing. So It's just work, yeah. Yeah, but I think like if you can incorporate that kind of thing, and I know that not everyone can, like it's, it's a very yeah. selective kind of thing, but like if you can do it, like don't make excuses. And I think that's the biggest thing like as a human with that kind of stuff where there's friction involved with the situation – 
we're so easy to make excuses rather mm. than make sacrifices mm. to do that thing. Yeah. And like to I'd, own things even. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, you make an excuse about something. Oh, it's because, you know, I'm not going to go for, I'm not going to walk to work because, I don't know, my shoes are almost broken. Yeah. And I don't, you know, something, I, that's a terrible, the littlest thing. It's a terrible yeah, example. Yeah. But, you know, you come up with excuses why you can't do things. And really, like, if you actually, like, just get catch one yourself. foot in front of the other. But if you and catch just, yourself yeah. and you go, why am I saying that? Like, that's total bullshit. Like, you bullshit yeah, yourself yeah. <laughs> more than anyone else, I feel. I guess, like, yeah. Everyone. It's yeah. just, it's whack. And, like, I got introduced to this YouTube, uh, like, workout routine. And I was like, hell yeah, I don't need to go to the gym. I can just work out at home. Yeah. It's so easy. And so, like, even just since doing that, I feel better. Like, you know, it's just those little things and you need to enjoy it as well. Like, Have I you ever been, like, big into working out and stuff like that? Yeah, actually, that- when I, it's like, when I dropped out of school, I went into doing a personal training cert four, like cert three, cert four. Yeah. So I did that, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be a PT. Like, I'm gonna be so ripped." You did that. Yeah, you like I graduated it. it yeah. yeah. Um, and like that was really cool, and I was super into the gym, and like a lot of my mates when I worked at Macca's did that as well. So like they'd go to the gym and like do the whole like shred and cut and whatever it's called. Yeah. I can't remember. Stereo body. Yeah, literally. Yeah, the it stereo was around shred stereo or whatever. Because I went to stereo with those boys, and I was like, yeah. I'm one of the cool kids. Like, yeah, I'm not ripped, but they are, and I look cool for it. Like, yeah. I'm just looking back, I'm like cringe at it. So. Yeah. <laughs> wild but yeah like I was fully into the gym like love my squats and all that kind of stuff yep. but yeah looking back like it's just it's crazy how it's kind of come full circle because that was my whole life for a little bit and then it stopped and now like I'm back into kind of just like working out but I guess when I was younger I was working out to be like I want to go to the beach and have a six pack and look really hot but I'm like ew like why is that yeah, a thing now it's such a yeah yeah but I think back then it was more about girls being good looking for the beach but now it's about everybody being happy with their body yeah. and I think like it's not spoken enough about how like men can be really self-conscious but they don't have the they don't feel like they have the voice to speak up about it because mm. it's like you got like yeah you're, you're not allowed whatever. to feel self-conscious about your body but yeah, you are yeah. so I feel like that's been a, like a bit of a shining light as well just like realizing that you know it's not about me it's about the whole Everyone. Big, big picture, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the big picture, yeah, um, yeah. That's interesting. You know, you talked about sort of like you've had almost different lives and things like that, and different. Yeah. I, I think of them as chapters, like almost one hundred percent, yeah, and stuff. And I've sort of gone through a lot of that looking back on stuff because I did that remix for um, art supplies called oh, back in the day, and I've yeah. been posting all the photos. I love of watching all of your all the old college yep. days and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. So I've totally and like I think even like. Um, Kate, um, like just Kate, she like yeah. commented and was like, how have you lived 12 different lives? Like what's, <laughs> yeah. the, you know what I mean? And when you go back and look at all the bits and you're like, oh no, but that was just here and this was this part. Yeah, and this was, but then I reckon I did that this means that you've either had a really good life and you've had fun and or you've let fun. yourself <laughs> grow from fun. it. Yeah. Like you know when that phase is over so you'll move on from it. You don't get stuck in that one phase. Yeah, and like, that's something people even said to me. They're like, oh, I'm glad the, like, the nostalgia's there for you. And I was yeah. sort of like to them, I said, well, it's not even nostalgia for me because it's like I love where I am now. So it's like I don't want to go back to that. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It's like gratefulness because I enjoyed those You can just times. look back and appreciate it. Yeah, but it's yeah. not like I'm like, oh, I wish I was back on college, you know. Like, yeah, and if you live like that, like college. are you really living? Although – I think maybe deep down I probably do. Yeah. I feel like you live a pretty good kind of like, oh, like the whole college life, but just as an adult now, you're just like, yeah, yeah. like I can still have fun and party and drink with my bros, but like I can yeah. still look after myself. And yeah, I think that's like that's, right. yeah. that's a really good time. Just that little bit older and you've got other things. And like what you were saying earlier, you know, like with DJing and music production and all that and 
and other things yeah. in life. Like you really have to love the actual process and the doing, yeah. not just the end result. Like or you were set, that's you know, what like I was you're stuck talking on. about. Yeah. 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 Is that like everyone, you know, like you said, wants to be the the touring DJ around the world and write the number one hit yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But the people who usually get there aren't the people, most of them aren't the people who like, that's not the, really the goal per se. It's yeah. more, I just want to write music. Like I love this, like, you know, like they actually love that part of it, not just the result, yeah. which is like a happy, like, yeah, oh, this that's awesome like, that I it's watch, so good. Um, I watch Lucas, his data roaming now, I think yeah. his name is. He, honestly, he was like a big inspiration for me, even though he's like a lot younger than I am. Mm. I was just like, dude, like just the passion that you have for mm. the music, it's, you know, obviously, you know, you've probably got that dream to get there, but it's like everything is just the, the day. It's I love writing my music. I love putting this out. And like just the the work that he puts out as well, like you can mm. tell he just puts every part of his being into it. And it's like yep. I actually believe that he will make it. But yeah. it's. Big things coming soon. I've seen he's working on something else Ooh, too. I'm so excited. I, don't, I can't say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I probably shouldn't fair. have even said that. <laughs> but, yeah. but like, yeah, just like people like that really inspire me to do well in my own field. Yeah. And I think that's as well like where people can go wrong. It's like you see that and you get jealous and it's like, mm. no, like if you see people doing well, fucking clap for them. Yeah. Like don't kick yourself to the ground. Yeah. And so like I just, yeah, like I love watching the, I guess like to me they're babies because, you know, I'm a bit older than them and I did your shot. To me, all you guys are babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so shocked when I found out you were older and I was yeah. just like, I'm real old. What? Yeah. You That's just... why I've lived 12 lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm at the, like, I've just, I've entered my fifth life stage. Yeah. Well, now. you've almost, you haven't hit your, your quarter life crisis yet. Not have yet. You? That's 25. No. Although maybe it's come a little bit earlier because it sounds like you're going through that kind yeah, of a change. Yeah, actually, because like when of, I get to 25, I'll be in uni. Really like, changing. Yeah. Yeah. I went the other way. I was at uni and I flipped to music. Yeah. And right. you got to music and flip to, to uni and that's so. That's so yeah. wild. Yeah. It's just like. I don't even see it as a quarter life crisis. I just see it as like, all right, I just this chapter's it closed. It's yeah, funny. it's fun to <laughs> yeah. say, but also like, I think about quarter life crisis, and I'm like, that means we're going to live to 100. And like, do you reckon we will, as like the age we are, like with technology yeah, and stuff? Yeah, like, what I think's going to happen is, um, and I've spoken about this to a few people because I'm right into, you know, I studied health stuff at, at yeah, uni and yeah. that. Um, I think that the technology and the medicine is actually like by the time we're 80 or something like that the technology is going to be crazy. Like, yeah. Crazy. But I also. Like, I'm predicting by then they can like regrow arms. Like ooh. if your arm gets cut off, they can just be like. Do you reckon it's not already done and we just don't know about it? I reckon they're close. <laughs> like with genetics, like, cause they're pretty good with genetics and manipulating the, like the DNA sequence. Yeah. But it's the epigenetics that they're still learning about, which oh, is, right. sits on top and it interacts with the environment. Yeah. Like it can, it's got receptors and things. Right. So I think when they figure that out, combined with the, genetic stuff um i think they'll that's when they'll be I able think, to do yeah crazy like technology shit. plus medicine they have come so far but mm. they're also going to go so much further oh uh, yeah but also i'm at the point i'm just like i don't think we're meant to live forever no like no. you will get to a point and you'll want to die and like not even in a yeah you know bad kind of frame it's just like you'll get to that point and you'll sit down and you'll just be like i've lived my life and that's like for me that's the end goal obviously like i want to live my life in between now and then yeah. but like i want to sit down one day wherever I live and just be like, shit, yeah, I did it. I really did do it. And like, I just think that people sometimes even don't think about that enough. Like, mm. it's just, 
you just get so caught in the present as well. You don't think about what life's going to be like in the future. Mm. It's just such a balancing act. That's exactly like what I was saying about um, looking back on those things. It's like, yeah. like, oh, I did all those cool things. That was so fun. But yeah. it's like you're not really like you're happy that you did them, like you said. Like yeah. not that it's the end of my life, but yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, <laughs> that same sort of like concept is how I felt about it. Was yeah, like, that's oh, like that I was cool talking with a mate the other day. We were talking about our party phase and we we had a, I think it was a seven or eight month festival streak. So for every month, for eight months, we went to a festival yeah. and it was like wild. I don't remember half of it, obviously, because we were just drunk for the most of the time. But like, yeah. you know, we drove to Canberra overnight, like yeah. we did crazy shit like that. And like, just looking back, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm so glad I did that. But you couldn't pay me money to do that again. Like, yeah, that's right. it's just, it's just, yeah, it's like so cool being able to just look back and be like, cool, I did it. I've done that. What's next? Yeah. Rather than cool, I've done it. Get it back kind of thing. I think that's it, looking to the future kind of thing of what's next and what's possible. And we were talking before we came in about sometimes you start something as a side thing and then all these things pop up around it that you never even thought about that you could like make money from. Yeah, but it's literally just taking that first step. But it's just about continually doing it and just, you know, um, enjoying what you're doing and stuff like that. Yeah, like I'd love to have a side hustle, like honestly (laughs) – what are you thinking? Come on, let's brainstorm. What I want to sell good compost. <laughs> yeah, because like, like, oh, I don't know. You probably could just give it away for free. Like that's how I am because I make money. But like, I think that people need to get more into like permaculture and gardening and stuff like mm. that. But like, I only have a little balcony. Like, I can only keep so much of it with myself. And like, have if you, you seen? Could... Oh, what was it? You just reminded me of like when you said permaculture and that, and you said you have a small balcony, the old where they'd have the fish tank and then they'd have the hydroponic set up on top. Oh, have you seen yeah. those? I don't think I have, but it sounds the, cool. Because the fish, their poop and stuff, then mixes in the water. Yeah. And- helps to fertilize the plants with nutrients and then they get the water from it. So it's like a little ecosystem. Yeah, you should uh you should I'll check out that out. How that's, to do that. That's cool. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. Um yeah. Yeah, because they do um yeah, I think it's called aquaponics. I'm oh sure. that 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 rings a like bell. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but like because um, like obviously we do see our food waste and that turns into compost. So I'm mm. just like, who wants it? What can I do that with stuff's it? That's awesome for growing. Yeah. Like, you know, legit. Like if I had a garden, stuff. man, it'd be so sexy, but I just don't have the room for it. Like we have yeah. a share kind of gardeny thing, but you don't have any like herbs or we've got little herbs like hanging over the balcony. the balcony. Yeah, man, like, that sun. Morning sun hits them. Herbs. Maybe growing. some cherry tomatoes even you could That's grow. That's next. Yeah, yeah. I would love to do like chilies a little. Chilies are good too. Yeah. If you like chilies. We do like chilies. I'm just yeah. like we don't use them enough. Like you can just buy a pack from Woolies and freeze them kind yeah. of thing for like how much we use. But I'd love yeah. to go have like some citrus trees, but they do grow quite big. So it's like you need get to the get the dwarf ones. dwarf ones. Yeah. Have you seen the ones that you can like have grafted? So you can have like lemon and lime. As long as they're in the same family, they From get the same tree. Yeah, no way. So they get one plant. So if it's a lemon tree, a dwarf lemon tree, yeah. they'll get like a an offshoot of a lime, and they'll like graft. I don't know how they exactly do it. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. It joins on and becomes part of the tree, and that'll do limes and that'll do lemons. So as long I as I need it's, that in my life. As long as it's like <laughs> the same family, I think you can do. Like, or like for the citrus. Yeah, yeah, you can do oranges and. Mandarin, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's like different Two birds with one stone, one pot, you get two yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, they're not cheap, but like oh, yeah. obviously it's Obviously it's like you'd get a good output from them though, I guess. But and yeah, you'd save I, the money that'd there. be so cool. I'd, I'd love to just have a tree somewhere yeah. like, that you can just be like, yes, it does lemons and limes. But like <laughs> someone has thought about that and made it a reality yeah. and that just blows my mind. Like 
even like we just bought a four wheel drive. So like we're looking into like getting stuff for it and it's like max tracks, the things you put under the tires to get yeah, out of like yeah. sand and shit. And Indeed, I was like, yeah. they haven't sand. always existed. Yeah. Someone was out one day, thought about it and now it exists. They probably would have just got like branches and yeah, logs and stuck them under like the tires and they're like, a, why don't we just get something that's like. Like just buy some plastic could, thing that you can just use yeah. so you never have to worry about it. And I'm just like, I'd love to invent something like that. But yeah. also like. I guess you just have to get to that point where you do something enough times and you're like, what can make this process either like streamlined, mm. easier, more affordable, or just like generally a better experience for everybody involved. Yeah. Cause like, you know, four driving is really cool. And there's just, there's so many gadgets and things out there that exist mm. to help that experience. Cause it's just yeah. such a fun time. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, it's I love that kind wild. of stuff thinking about like new products or new ideas. Like, I, you know, that's very yeah. like we were talking about thinking in the future sort yeah. of thing. And But every time I've thought of most things, it's like oh, someone's – you look it up and like someone's done it. Yeah. It's like always like done it. Yeah. what's that agent in my phone thinking about when I say these things out loud? Like yeah. are they going to do it <laughs> yeah, before I can? Yeah, ideas. Yeah, if you've yeah. got TikTok on your phone or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The so TikTok. let's talk about music then, like how you got – started in that did you have you said you did your shot yeah but was there anything before that that made you interested oh, in, in music Honestly, just or like, what were you into back then before your shot music yeah was? so I did your shot in 2018 so what two years ago now and I think just like previous to that I was just a bit of a club rat like I'd go out all the time like but I wouldn't really go out for the DJs I just go out for the experience so mm. like I guess more so what inspired me was going to festivals and I'd see DJs up there like playing their music and just like jumping on stage and like standing on the decks or like you know, to the side of the decks yeah, on yeah. the decks um, and just saying that and I was like, fuck, I want to do that. Like I loved music and like uh, EDM, I guess, like trap and dubstep and stuff like that. Like mm. I guess going back to, oh, who was it? Um, like old school Flux, like the song Gold yeah. Rush on repeat, listen to it every yep. single day. Like it was the best. It's like stuff like that really got me into it. And like Flume was a really big inspiration for me. Like his first album, just iconic, always oh, iconic. It's huge. never going to go. Someone put one on like yesterday, Arvo or something, like one of the tunes from it. And I was just like, oh, such afternoon vibes and yeah, stuff, you know. He like, was already like, I think that album was 2012 or 2013 that it got released. And he was already so far ahead of his time with that. Like, yeah. And I'm so, like, it was just really cool, like, because I was a fan from then to, like, you know, now. And I, it's just, like, really cool watching him grow as well. And I was like, I want to be like that. Like, you know, make music, move to L.A., do all that kind of stuff. So, like, that really inspired me. And then I think, yeah, my friend who was, like, my festival pal tagged me in the Your Shot thing and was like, do this, register. Mm. And I was like, okay, cool. This is Your Shot. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah. what, like, what have I got to lose kind of thing. And I think I was in that mindset then. I was just like what else am I going to do with my life if I don't do DJing kind of thing? So it was yeah. just like a, eh, whatever. Sort of, I'm into this at the moment, like yeah. the festivals and stuff. Yeah. So it just Sounds like, like it a no-brainer. fit really well. Thanks, Facebook algorithms. Yeah. Um. So I did that. I met some really cool pals like, you know, um, Dippy was my trainer and he was just, he's the sickest yeah. lad. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dad, love that for him. Um, uh, your shot. Yeah. So did that. Um, Is yeah, that where you music, came up so with like, the name? Like, that DJ kit, like, is that? No, actually, my OG name was Over the Moon because I have a moon tattoo. Mm. It's my first tattoo. That bad yeah. boy. I just, I'm a slut for the moon. 
Um, so that was that. And I was just like over the moon that I'd gotten in and like, I mean, just like pals I'd met that day were just like chatting about it. Cause they were like, tomorrow you've got to come back and have your name. And we were just like, shit. Yeah. Like, I don't think of that overnight. Everyone does that. <laughs> and that everyone's story is that when they like, don't even think about that, they got to have a name. It's yeah. like, so if you're going to apply for your shot in 2021. Now, yeah. Think of a name. Now. <laughs> think of a name. You've got Before a year. Before you register. Yeah. Don't leave it to the last minute. No. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I didn't vibe with it. Like I played it Avery when that was the thing at birdies and I was like over the moon and I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. And then I just like kind of stopped for a bit and I was like, wanted to go through like a bit of a rebrand. So I was just like, what can I do? So what music and stuff are you playing when you're doing the your shot? Was it still that EDM? Yeah, it was kind of like a trappy set, like yep. 150s BPM, but yep. I, I played around a lot with it. Like looking back, I could have had a better set, but you know, Everyone you, you learn that. from yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like, um, yeah, EDM and then just like music that I really vibe with at the time. Like <laughs> we got drunk at my house. I think it was like late last year and um, I had my Your Shot set on my USB still. <laughs> so I played it and I was just like, that was trash. <laughs> As in like the actual recording of it? Oh no, like, like I, I uh, just had all the songs. played the songs, yeah. yeah. So like yeah, as yeah. they were set in yeah, my yeah. list, I played them as they were. And yeah. I was just like, that was really fun. But Jesus, I was so that shit was, that, that was your shot. Good, yeah. I should have chosen better songs yeah. or, or arranged and them like, better. And like that was really cool that I could like learn from it. And then yeah. I guess I as always. everyone does. Yeah, I've always played kind of like heavy electronic. Not even heavy, heavy, but like electronic and trap and stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, I just like rebounded. And I'd always call myself like kid or I'd call other people kid. I don't know why. It was just like happened one day yeah and I was like I'm that kid and then it just like just grew from there I'm that kid yeah so oh, I'm that DJ kid <laughs> whatever it's me and then yeah. yeah I guess just like with that so Avery was really cool and then I kind of just died off for a bit but I wasn't really that mad about it like I just feel like other people like were grinding harder than I was and I was like look if I'm not getting the gigs it means I'm not working hard enough but I don't want to work hard enough to get the gigs so I just need to accept that I'm not getting yeah. gigs and then I fell in with the stocky crew and got some gigs there and I just yeah Love that and kind of evolved into a bit more like rhythm and dubstep, like heavier stuff. Heavier and stuff, that was yeah. fun. Like that's what I miss. And it's just yeah. like I don't listen to that stuff day to day. Like I well, just you listen. can't, can you? I can used you hear, to. Can like, you I, listen to rhythm at home like on – Yeah. Really? I was you chatting can? with yeah. Jack one day. Shout out to Husky. Yeah. Um, he was just like, yeah, I just listen to rhythm on the, on the DL. And I was like, I love that for you. But also like don't fuck with that. Like, yeah, I can't do it. I it's can't too much. That, like, yeah. I wake up sometimes in the morning and like I'll check my phone on Instagram. People have like put songs up and I'll like listen to it. It's just like, Rah! and I'm like, oh, it's what? too early for that. It's, yeah. Unless it's 2 a.m. or later. No. Nope. Yeah. Need, need some coffee or, or something. Yeah, or some alcohol to, to listen to that. Yeah. But yeah, like it's just really cool. <laughs> Bit of Bailey's. Yeah. No, but like I really love that music was a thing. Like it really brought me – all the people in my life that I am close with and love and like it's really cool to just have that experience and like this year I made a like a little lo-fi track just out of like samples and stuff because um Garud put out like his lo-fi album I loved that like that yeah, got me through the start of cool. COVID um so many, everyone's doing lo-fi at the moment yeah it's it so was, great it's real big I love that but um yeah he did that and that kind of inspired me and I made a track and I put in like a little Shrek clip because I love Shrek and I just never did anything with it, obviously. It was yeah. just fun. And um, that kind of for me was just like, all right, I've done it. It's not for me. Move on to the next thing. So yeah. I still love music. and still would love Have to go out to gigs. done a lot of production then or anything? Or is that sort of your only little… Yeah, not really. Like I did try and it. hung out with Lucas one day and we like did a little track. But he is so good at what he does. It was just like him just doing it and me trying to learn from it. Um, and like I've yeah did the whole like organize sessions with pals and they just like try and teach me but I just 
I just, yeah, my brain wouldn't pick it up. And I think it's just because I didn't have the passion for it that I didn't yeah. want to take it all in kind of mm. thing. But having friends out there, yeah, to make it, like, it's so much. And yeah. unless you really, really it's vibe with it. Yeah. Everyone always says like, one, like Butters, um, you know, um, Liam, he always says, oh, it's a can of worms. Like yeah. once you open it, it's like, you keep like, I still learn stuff on the day. Like yeah. every day it's like, oh really? It's, I never knew that. Like, yeah. It's crazy. And like, I high key respect everyone that can do it. It's, it's such a talent, but like, it's just, it's just not for me. And I yeah. like becoming at peace with that as myself was just like, shit, like, all right, what's next? And that's when. That's why you try all the things. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that you, you can figure out what the thing is that you really You can't love. go through your life and just not try things because you're scared to fail. And that was like a really big like turning point for me. And like yeah. when you're a kid, your mom or dad's just like, you know, like what's the saying about failing? You don't know until you try or. Yeah. Whatever, something like that along those lines. And it's just, it's so true. Like if you don't try it, you never know. And like yeah. failure isn't a bad thing. It could be a lesson in disguise or mm. it could take you to bitter, like uh, bigger and better things. So I just think like for me personally as well, like that was just like, all right, you know, it's not like I super put myself out there and, you know, made a big fool of myself, but I still tried and I'm still proud of myself for that. So yeah. that's all we can ask like for, I said, guess. Like you said, you still got those memories of yeah. those playing the gigs and yeah. the good times and even if they are blurry. <laughs> memories all of them are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're still great memories you know yeah um, something that I've like picked up in the last sort of like year or two has been like like you were saying about like you know it's all right to fail and do things wrong and yeah now when I get that feeling of like being a bit scared about something I always think of that it's like oh you should do that yeah that uh, yeah for me now I've like flipped it it's like a trigger for me now mm -hmm. it's like if I'm like nervous about something or I think or can I pull that off or whatever? Yeah. To me, I'm like, you're feeling that, that means you should do it. Like, yeah. At least give it a, you know, try I feel it. like that can be the point of no return, right? So if you get yeah. there and you weren't you, someone else, just say someone else yeah. did it and they were like, oh, it's scary and hard. I'm going to back away now. It means yeah. that they weren't 100% in it. And that was with me, I think, for music as well. Like I yeah. got to that point of no, of like that point and it was, scary and hard and I was scared of failing so I was just like back away because it's not for me but like yeah, yeah. that's really cool that that's like a trigger for you like I've never yeah, thought about no, I get it like scared that. about things and I'm like I should do that I'm yeah, scared Why? like I am terrified of uni like I know it's not going to be an easy yeah. three years but I'm just like I reckon you'll do I'm awesome scared but I'm just so excited like I know that I'm scared because I'm passionate about it and I love it and I want and to do, do well. really well yeah, yeah like I want to like end goal, I guess like career, I'd love to just be like a freelancer who could go around to different companies and just like help them reduce their impact and even yeah. to just like train their employees because like obviously working for a lot of different places, I've seen different people, you know, doing their thing and either just like not caring about like things that the company tells them to do or yeah. stuff like that. And it's like I saw recently a product has been developed. It's like compostable plastic shrink wrap. So it's like uh, – yeah. um, large scale cling wrap that's used to like wrap pallets. Yeah. So that's compostable, but you have to put that's it in a awesome. compost bin. Yeah. You can't just okay. throw it into a, like a normal bin. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, but you that's have the most to... thing with most products, isn't it? Like yeah. with the compostable or recyclable or whatever it is. It's like, there's heaps of products out there like that. But if you just put in a normal bin. Yeah. You've got to have a lot of, yeah, you have to have all of the faith in the consumer that they're going to do the right thing. So yeah. I think what I would love to do is a help those companies create those products or, you know, create like better policies within their companies to have those things but also then train the people to care because yeah. you can't just tell someone to do something and if they don't care they're not going to do it mm. like that's just basic human fundamentals yeah like if you don't align with that value it's not going to mean shit to you it's like yeah. just getting people to understand 
either like scare tactics for me, just that's such bullshit. Like mm. the world's going to end and we're going to, you know, die in flames. But it's like, yeah, yeah it might happen. But if that's just going to scare people and make them not want to do it, why are we doing that that way? So mm. like being able to train people up to be like, all right, I'm doing this because of this and like making yeah. it like resonate with them as well as the yeah. earth. But I think it's slowly moving towards that way. Um, as a general population of oh, caring yeah. about People those issues. People definitely have the thought more now than they did. Like, like even, five years ago, even five years ago, don't you think the climate in terms of climate, what a appropriate word to use, but the, the like general population wasn't as aware or invested in yeah, the environment. Yeah. Like I feel I am far more now and same with heaps of people I know, like, yeah. No one was really talking about all the, you know, a, a lot of the stuff. I reckon well, they the, were, but yeah. just not as many, you know. As it wasn't now. a widespread, but I think yeah. like for Australia at least, like mm. for us, maybe in Queensland, the big change was that Woolies and Coles stopped selling plastic bags. Yeah. Like it's it was huge. like yeah. bring your own bag or buy a bag. And like it made an uproar. Like not, people were so even mad about it. Now. But it's not. It's like Literally, I have a bag in my car all the time now because I'm like, I go to the shops. And then even if I don't and I go to the shops without a bag, I will put it all in my arms and carry it home. Like, yeah. not buying a bag. Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, that's well, that's just... like, even when I, we went to the shops last night to cook some dinner, I was like, we're walking out the door and I'm like, do we have a bag? <laughs> like, you know, like, it's like something you just think about. Like, yeah, you know, it's just like a, oh, I need a bag. Like, it's not even a big deal. Actually, so Willie's, Willie's is doing their new meat packaging is. Change to a compostable paper. Oh, like the base. Yeah, the base part. Yeah, it's still it's still got plastic like shrink wrap on it, but it's apparently it's seventy percent less. Whatever, and they're slowly moving all of their meat packaging towards that. That's Um, sick. And then they need to use that compostable plastic. Well, they said the the plastic can be used. You know how like Woolies and Coles have like the red cycle. Yeah, yeah, the red cycle and that. So you can put the plastic in in that stuff. Yeah. Well, we um, do that with like all of the plastic and like even like on the back of it, like chip packets have the Red Cycle logo on the back. So it's like really cool because like you wouldn't even think about it because it's not like a plastic, yeah, but it can it be recycled. Like plastic, yeah, yeah, like instead of putting it in the bin, you can chuck it there. And like for me and my laziness, it's just like the less that goes in the general bin, the less I have to take it out. So the yeah. happier I am. <laughs> yeah. I think you just reminded me when you were talking about like all the you know environmental stuff as well that I remember seeing like a, I don't know, it was a TV show or a documentary or something. And it was about um, this like place in Japan, I think it was, and they have like twenty or twenty-five different bins or categories of bin in each. Shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you actually, and they recycle. You know, they actually recycle. They actually it, but do you, it. Yeah. Yeah, but you, so you, everyone has to put it into the different categories of I don't know what they all are, <gasps> I but I can't yeah, remember. But yeah. it was like you know, there's like paper. Plastic, yeah. metal, like, and they actually separate it out, and it's. I think it's like the. It's got the lowest waste in the world, or like that's what it was about. I need to look that up. That's sick. Moving yeah. to Japan. Yeah, <laughs> that's like Japanese even at home, just, like we have what, I think like five bins in our kitchen that are all kind of like hidden, but there's just like you know rubbish bin, plastics bin, compost bin, like uh, glasses and bottles for recycling, and then like just general recycling and like. Yeah. Even it's not even that hard because once you get used to it, you're just like, oh yeah, it goes in this door, or yep, it goes in this bin. Like, yeah, it just becomes just a habit. Yeah. 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 Whereas, like, it's I like guess grabbing the the bag before you go to the shops. Yeah. Once yeah. you get it into your brain enough times, it's just like that kind of thing. Even like back to producing, like with music. Like once you do it, like yes, there's always things to learn, and I still find myself learning things about the environment and composting and yeah, that kind of stuff every day. But like once it becomes a habit, it's just easy to follow, and then you can pick up other things along the way that help that journey that you're on. So I think like. 
that can kind of come down to anything you do. But it's just like you either need to be passionate enough about it or have that kind of like, you know, meaning for it to you to like yeah. get it rolling. Yeah. Yeah, that's really so, cool. Yeah. Um, let's have a quick break because I actually need to go take a pee and then um, we'll, yeah, uh, does that we'll to come you? back. <laughs> All right. Dope. See you guys soon. All right. And we are back. Yahoo. Um, we touched a little bit throughout that whole, you know, first chat that we were having, um, you know, on the self-development stuff. I suppose you could call it self-development. Yeah. That's the technical self-discovery, self-development, improvement, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so let's, you know, go into that a little bit more and maybe a bit more specifically on some of the stuff that you changed or you did. Like obviously there's a big change with – your work and your life and everything yeah. like that. But was there any, are there any things that you've done specifically or, you know, resources, you know, some people love to write their intentions, you know, like in the yeah, world, yeah, you know, no, things they're grateful for. Or is there anything specifically you did or you thought about? Um, I guess like, like process wise. Yeah. Like, to get to where you're sort of going. Yeah. I read a, I'm a big nerd for books and like yeah. the COVID thing was just like nice to have time to read books. And I read physical the, books, um, like yeah. reading books. Yeah. Cause I'm I like, listen to audio. I can't, I'm not a reader. Yeah. So I listen to audio. I think books. like I might get into audio books if I'm going to walk to work. Cause like yeah. that'd be really sick to just yeah. like walk and listen rather than walk and try and read. For, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll <laughs> um, but I think like I read um, the power of now, which is like okay. a very widely talked about book, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of, big thing for me because it was more so about just being present in the moment that you yeah. have now and like being able to accept the future and what's going to happen and what has happened. But yeah. for me, I think that actually really helped ease my anxiety because I think a lot of, it happens a lot in music. I think like with DJing, like you just, you're anxious, you get anxiety. Like it's just, it's such a common thing, but it's not really talked about that often. So mm -hmm. like for me, that was really good because I was just like, shit, like I'm only anxious because I'm either worried about something I've said, something I've done, something that I have to do in the future or something that I'm like preparing for. So like that to me just like really zoned me into kind of just be more focused on, all right, what am I doing now? What can I do now? Rather than be like, shit, like I can't physically or um, mentally do anything right now for this, but how do I get, you know, away from that kind of thing? So that was really mm -hmm. cool. I'm like doing that and I have a, um, like a bullet, like a journal. Um, yep. So I've written down, I just like at the start of it, I have like each month. So I've got like August um, and that was like a pretty defining month for me because I just wrote down like either what I want from the month, what I'm going to do and just to get it out of, out of my brain. Cause I feel like for me personally, like if something is in my brain and I write it down, if it's giving me grief, once it's been written down, it's kind of gone. Like it's just a brain it's not dump. in your head. Yeah. 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 I kind of think about it or something. Yeah. It's like my hard drive kind of thing. Like once you yeah. put it there, it's not taking out room on your computer, like yeah. your brain. So I did that. That's such a great analogy. Yeah. 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 I think I listened to that in like a YouTube video or something. I don't know. I didn't think of it personally, but yeah. that for me, so like in August, it was like apply for uni, had to do a stat test to get into uni. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, learn about four wheel drives and like look into buying a four wheel drive and I ticked off all of my boxes. Like I, yeah. I did the test. I got into uni. I start uni next year, um, bought a 4B, like all that kind of stuff. So it's just like writing it down really does help and it keeps you accountable because like I didn't look at it every single day but I knew that it was there. Yeah. But it wasn't giving me that grief of like having that built-up anxiety of I need to do this. It was just like I know that I want to do this. I've written it down and I know what steps I need to take to get there. Yeah. Um, and then I would just track shit I was doing every day to just hold myself accountable so like I'd have little goals that I wanted to meet and like it's only over like five or six little things because if you've got too many yeah. daily you just get so overwhelmed yeah. so and then like you don't 
complete them all, then you go, oh, I didn't finish all. Like, and you it's know, like, you get I don't down finish on one, and then I'm just going to give up altogether. So it's yeah. just like keeping yourself with like that momentum yeah. rather than just like beating yourself down. So like that for me was really cool. But yeah, just like that kind of stuff and being more present and like noticing who I was spending time with and just being like, all right, am I really enjoying this? Am I getting value out of it? Or am I just doing it because it's a habit? Mm. Like I had a, like a hung out with a friend this morning <clears throat> and it was just like, we don't see each other all the time. And it's, we're in our twenties, like mid twenties now. So it's like, you know, back when we worked at Maccas together, it was just like, I'm going to hang out every weekend and like go to the beach yeah. and do this kind of shit. see each other all the time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah. when you grow up and you have your own lives, like you just don't get the time for it and you feel guilty in a way, but it's like, if your friends make you feel bad for doing that stuff that is like personal to you or like you have to make yourself your number one, you shouldn't have them in your life. Mm. So like that again was a really big thing for me. Like I have kind of like not changed my friendship group a lot, but it's just like yeah. those people that weren't like on my vibe or on my level, mm. they're no longer in my life because yeah. I didn't have time for that to be a thing. Mm. It was just, yeah, one of those things. And I think that and like reading that book about being present has just like for this year especially really brought me into that. But like I guess and like in the past I've just been floating around but I knew that I was – I had no purpose but I was just – my purpose was to stay alive and to make money. I was money. literally <laughs> thinking that word, that word purpose in my head. I've been thinking about it while you've been talking. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just said it so that was like – I'm a mind reader. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> But like, and I feel like that's such a big thing for this COVID sort of time and especially for people in the music industry. Yeah. If they were particularly maybe just DJs and didn't produce as much or, yeah. or anything like that, they've sort of, um, it's for that period there where there was nothing on, you didn't really have a purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could do live streams and that, but to I could see how people would sort of be like, well, I can't go and play gigs. I can't do whatever. Like, what's yeah. the point, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it's interesting to see people, you know, like yourself and like other people who have then gone, all right, well, if, you know, that's not my purpose or whatever, like let's figure out what it is. Yeah, exactly. Because if you don't have one, you just get lost and that's when you just start drinking every day and not doing yeah, anything. Yeah, and you spiral. And you, you, like go, you, you just, know, and yeah. all of a sudden you've spent two weeks drinking every day and you feel like shit. Yeah. And, you know, and so I think that's something that I really at the start of COVID was trying to push hard on people. Yeah, And there was definitely. lots of pushback to me pushing it too. I push too hard sometimes and, and I apologise to like, some people. Yeah, and, you know what I mean? There's I'm a fine sort of, line there. Because I'm like – you know, like, yeah, it sucks, but, you know, the world sucks for a lot of people all the time. Yeah. You don't see us telling them not to keep trying. Exactly. You know? yeah, and so like, I felt like, you know, a lot of people were trying, were, were saying, oh, you know, it's like, it's terrible, you know, and then, you know, obviously I understand mental health issues affect these kind of things. Yeah, definitely. But we don't, that stuff's gone on for the, the whole of, you know, existence like that's a that was here before covid yeah why are we telling people not like why are we not trying to inspire and tell people to find their passion and do that kind of stuff in this time just because more of just because more of us are in these shit times doesn't mean that we shouldn't be trying yeah and i think like because we're all in it together it's like band together to help everyone out like if you notice a mate not doing well like reach out like hang with them help them you know master their craft kind of thing like for me, like I got taught that from a very young age about like life being unfair, but it's unfair to everyone. Like yeah. um, my dad passed away when I was 14. Yeah. So like for me, that was a really big wake up to be like, oh shit, like mm. life isn't 
what like what mm, it's all cracked up to be sometimes like that was just like and... yeah that was a big thing so it was just like even covid like everyone is going through shit mm. and you are allowed to feel like shit but mm. if you drag it on it's just going to make it worse whereas if you yeah. try and you know pick yourself up or re- lean on your friends or your family like you can get out of it as a as a group as a team rather mm. than just sit in that kind of like puddle of miserable shit by yourself yeah it's just like so yeah like even so yeah when I was younger like I really lean on my family and my close friends and that pulled me out and like even with now like I have been very lucky through COVID and I'm so Mm. aware of that like I've yeah haven't lost a job haven't lost any money Uh, income like super lucky yeah Yeah, and like some of my mates did have that and I would just like try and reach out to them and be like look you're like you know it's shit yeah shit but it's gonna be okay so like that is just like a yeah big wake-up call I think Mm. for people to just like either not let themselves get into that rut or if they are in that rut, just be like, all right, I'm in this rut. I accept it. How can I get out? Yeah. That's, so, yeah. That's it. Like I definitely reached out to a heap of people in the industry that I knew that, um, you know, I was like knew that they were like full, you know, full-time that was their, yeah. how they made their Income, money. Yeah. And it's like, hey, are you going to be all right? Like if you've got family here, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, you know, is, you know, what, are you going to be all good? And, you know, it was it was great to just – see a lot of those guys and girls very positive about yeah, it yeah um the ones that I reached out to anyway um, yeah so that was yeah, I think like was... back to what you were saying about the whole like pushing for purpose it's just like you can push and push but like if people don't want it they're either going to bite back like you said or they're going to just crawl back into their hole and I think like the whole thing about COVID like I remember when it started everyone was just like use this time to be with yourself and learn and like progress that into mm you know, letting it flower later on. Yeah. And I think people were just like, no, I don't want to. No. I'm like, that's not the right attitude to have. Yeah. Like, yes, it's a very shit situation worldwide. Like, it's not just Australia. It's not just Brisbane. It's like everywhere. Everyone has been affected by it, no matter who you are, what you do, whatever. Like, obviously, some industries have been, like, hurt more than others. And yeah. that is really shit, especially considering that we're in that industry. Yeah, that industry but, like, yeah. I just think if you don't take this time to learn from it, you, like, there's a lot more beneath that surface than you know yeah so I think like that was a big thing like sidetracking here but I was meant to go to Europe in April for the first time so like, many people like man I was the gutted. stories of people they're like <laughs> I see a Facebook post they're like I was meant to fly to Europe today I was meant to go to you know I was meant to yeah. fly to this holiday you know or go and it's on just like it's just oh, as bad as this is gonna sound but it's just like people asking for that kind of like guilt trip pity me yeah and it's like yeah. Yeah, you didn't get to go to Europe, but did you get your money back? Like, do you have yeah. have you been put out financially? If not, kind of just be okay with it. Yeah. Like get over it in a sense of like the world will open up again one day. You will yeah. be able to still do it. It's yeah. not like, you know, you've lost an arm or a leg or whatever kind yeah. of thing. Like I think and some people can take what that from like from that what they want. But like at the same time, yeah, I was meant to go to Europe, but I got all of my money back. I got six grand yeah. back. So like yeah. I was so lucky and so thankful for that. But just like having that opportunity to be like, all right, cool, what now? So like saving up for the next trip so that when shit opens up again, mm. we can go. Yeah. And it's just like having that positive energy. Because like, yeah. yes, everyone travel now. Or it's like go explore Queensland. Like, yeah, yeah half of it's fucking driving. You've Literally, got, be, I'm so yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you said I was like, oh, that's really cool. Because I've been saying like, you know, I like to go camping at, at a minimum once a year. Like, yeah. That's sort of my thing. Yeah. Like, at, very minimum. Yeah. At least twice. You know, I'd love to go four or five times, you know, a year. Um, and I was like ready to go sort of camping and stuff like and then yeah. COVID hit and it was like, 
oh man. And now it's sort of like that perfect opportunity to be like, oh, we need to go and, you know, do camp. I'd love to do a beer with camping. And Wait. so it's just, yes. we go, like, there's no tickets or anything. Everyone just, we just go, we're going to this campsite. Everyone yeah. book your, your thing and we just like book the whole campsite. Oh, that'd be sick. I'm so but down then, for that. And then, but no, <laughs> no, no huge sound systems. Yeah. That's the rules. So you can have like a UE boom at your, or a little sound system at your campsite. Yeah. And so then you could have different crews and say, you know, if you've got the safe guys who are doing, have playing all grime and, yeah. and that kind of stuff, you can go and chill over there and then you'll have like some other guys, you know, doing some more housey stuff here and then you'll have some drum and boat, you know, yeah, over here. And you could have little, little theme camps, but I it's, suppose. it's not like big style music stuff where there's decks and sound systems. No, it's, it's just not, like you're sit not down, going listen to, see to music Yeah, the talk. music will be on in the back, yeah. but it's more about meeting people because I had this realisation that like after meeting people through here in studio, um, people who like electronic music are all pretty similar. Yeah, It doesn't definitely. matter if they like rhythm or house or trap or, you know, dubstep, drum and bass. Yeah, we all trance. have one common thing and it's music. Yeah, yeah. and so I feel like... Because we're never at the same places at the same time, like we don't go to a venue because they're playing rhythm and I don't like rhythm, or, yeah, or they're playing yeah, yeah. house and I don't like house. Like we, ne- you don't get to actually meet those people. But I feel like if you did meet them, everyone would get on really well. Yeah. So I really like feel like that'd be cool as well. That kind of yeah. a thing would be awesome because you could go around and float between different, you know. I think it'd be um, easier places. more so than like a club because in a club you're there, you're dancing, you're listening to the music, and sometimes it's just yeah. hard to connect. Unless you go out to smokers and, you know, just smoke. The, the music's too loud. And that's why I said not loud sound systems. Yeah, but it's in the like background. it would so you can let go you and just meet people and talk and socialise. Oh, there's nothing better, in my opinion, than just sitting in front of a fire, drinking beers, chilling with your mates and yeah. just talking about life. Like, And I think camping really brings that out in people. Like yeah. went camping a couple of weeks ago and there was no cell reception Jealous. there. So like – That's the best. Well, literally, no it was just reception. like – you didn't have an outlet that wasn't your phone. So like bring board games and we had music playing in the background, but like for those mates, it wasn't about like missing the clubs. It was about missing our friends. So like we did that and it was so cool. Yeah. So like for me, camping is that kind of thing where it's just like, want to go with my friends, disconnect from the world, but reconnect with the people that I love. Mm. And like, I think that not everyone loves camping and that's fair because it can, you know, it's not for everyone, but like when you do love it and you do have the right people there, it can be a really good experience. Like it kind of just brings you back to your roots and you're like, all right, am I doing something I love? Like it's kind of like COVID, how it's brought everyone back to their core without the COVID. (laughs) It's a reset kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. People have got a chance to sit back and breathe and Mm. take stock of their life of what's going on. Yeah. And like, I guess like with a holiday, like with Europe, that wouldn't have been like a chill kind of thing it would have been, been a, it would have been a party it was a one a month contiki trip bro like yeah. i would have been sloshed every night but like with that kind of thing like when you're going on a holiday like if you're staying in resorts or stuff like that like you've normally got stuff planned every single day and you're going from one thing to another whereas yeah. camping you can just sit yeah. in your chair in front of the fire and just do nothing i always say all you need for camping is something to keep you dry and warm so like a, just a tiny little tent yes yeah. I've got like I've got a family tent, like my family's tent. It's like a canvas one. It's such a pain to to, oh, to set, set up. up. Yeah, I fun. set up at a mate's fortieth. Uh, it was like a little <laughs> doof thing that we were having, oh, and like I set it up and I, oh, I was there for three days. I didn't even I did I just left my bag in there. I didn't sleep in there once. I slept up on like the deck, like yeah, like, on the, like just like and so yeah, just a little thing. All you need for camping is a little tent. Two man, tiny one yep. doesn't have to be massive, and something to keep you warm, and a chair. 
Yeah, dead and that, that's all you need. And beer. I feel like if you're going camping and you've got like a group of you, if there's like someone's gonna have one of the things. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like if you've got a gazebo, not everyone needs to bring a gazebo. If you've yeah. got a tent, like. It's not going to rain. You might not need a gazebo. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. It just depends. A gazebo is usually good too if it's like real sunny and that. Like, yeah. But. Love that Queensland weather. Just for nighttime, man. Like, yeah, just sitting around a fire, drinking beers, you know, having a laugh. It's just, yeah, like you, you can't recreate that experience, I no. don't think, anywhere that isn't camping and like yeah you can have the places where you can still use your phone but I think like if you are even just out camping like why would you want to be on your phone kind of thing like it the whole just, idea is to disconnect from yeah, that world yeah, yeah. so the I think um, big things for us next year I reckon when we get off we'll be on the road but yeah. just so keen to go camping like we booked in again like in two weeks and then like in six weeks we're going camping again just because like we yeah. have everything we need like why the fuck not like yeah, it's just so easy to do so yeah. it's really fun like I, I fuck with it hard <laughs> yeah camping we have to get have to get that sorted. A big, huge camping trip. Just the whole music scene oh, goes through. God, it'd be dangerous. There's though. actually a good place that would be um, Gordon Country out near, like on the way to Warwick almost. Yeah, it's kind of like get over the range, drive in a little bit, and it's like a family-owned property, but they have like hundreds of acres. So there's just like unlimited camping. Like you don't need to book; you just rock up. I'll like, have to hit you up about that later. Sick. We'll yeah. have to sort that out. And figure um, it out. We'll get the 4B going and we can charge people for rides across the river. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, because you've got to go across the river too. Oh, no. So, like, most of it is two-wheel drive accessible. Okay. But yeah. then there are bits that are only four-wheel yeah, drive. Yeah. So, like, if people want to come out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, show us your tickets. The, yeah, the VIP section. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's 20 bucks to go across the river. Yeah, yeah. Unless you've got to swim. <laughs> and then a towel's 20 bucks on the other side yeah. if you need a towel. <laughs> Oh, uh, that that can be the side hustle. It's a good side hustle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll keep that in my mind. But yeah, I love what you were saying like earlier about writing stuff down, and you know, and even you know, you said before we started again, like, oh, I can see why you like doing this. Like, you know, you yeah. get to talk to people, and and sometimes I find when you say something is the same as when you write it down. Like, you say it, you don't think about it, you actually say it. Yeah. And then when you hear yourself say it, you go, oh, that's weird that I think that like that's a yeah. weird like it's different when you say it or write it down yeah to when it's just bouncing around in your Dead head set. I reckon it's because like oh what's a good like way to describe it I guess like it's you know like in Harry Potter when he pulls the things out of his head and then puts them in the well and then he can like go back and look at them have you seen Harry Potter I have seen it but I can't remember oh, okay. it's one which in, like, one is it I think it's in like five or six maybe okay, I don't know yeah. but like I don't it's like when you get it out of your well. brain it becomes real it's like a, a tangible thing that you have either like, yeah, spoken or written. And I think it's really good for like holding yourself accountable. Like I use, I think we're talking about Google Keep, like the Google yeah, apps. Yeah, you about the notes so and stuff. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So easy to organize. Like I've got in my pinned notes, it's like a five-year plan. So I started that like late last year and that was just like, even just since then it's changed so much. I was just like career, fitness and like hobbies and like what I want to mm. do or like you know, side hustle kind of things, but stuff like that. And it's changed from like I want an electric car or I wanted to make <laughs> yeah. music and it's just like since then it's just like environment and 4B. And like, yeah, those two don't really go together very well, but like, you well, know. You need you've, one to you've go got and experience to, a lot of You've got to live your life. Like I think that's just such a thing. But, yeah, like when you write it down and you – I think like a big thing of being able to write it down is like being able to look at it easily like you don't just look at it every day but just having it there to like reflect on and like I did a thing where I'd check back on it once a month and just be like all right am I doing this thing and I'd write down like what I needed to do not even in that month but just like what I needed to do to get that goal 
started. Mm. And so like a lot of the time that was really good at holding me accountable because I was like, if I don't do it, do I want to do it kind of thing? Like mm. if it's, you know, I have to do X to get A, if I'm not doing X, am I, do I really want to get that thing? Like yep. it's just, it really pulls you back in to be like, why am I doing this yep. kind of thing rather than just like I'm doing it. That's kind of why I like, I've got a thing about five year. Now everyone talks about a five year plan and that. Yeah. I've kind of got gripes with it. Cause like, I, I think plan's the wrong word. Mm. I, I think just saying I've got goals that I would like to achieve in that time is yeah. tends to be better because I feel like goals can change, but if you change a plan, it yeah, no, uh, it's just fair, a word fair. in my head. I think I think plan and goals like a plan to me is always like a process of this, then this, then this, then this. Yeah, and if you change one of the things in the plan, yeah, then it throws everything out. Yeah. So to me, just in my head for the way I think of it, I. I've got to think when people say five-year plan, I'm like, oh. It's funny how brains work, hey? Because like you said, it's changed so quickly Mm. in such a short period, Um, which, but, you know, but something you've you've mentioned a few times now is like breaking it down into small little steps and goals. And that's something I learned when I was young doing gymnastics because it's like, you know, to do one skill, you have to do like these five drills and they do this tiny little section of each part of the skill. Yeah. looks nothing like the end product, but you have to do all these things and practice them all the time to put together. So, and I think that's something that people don't talk about enough in, um, in life in general. Cause like, you know, you say, Oh, I want this goal. I want to be, you know, do the consultant stuff for, for businesses and stuff. And it's like, well, if you don't, that's such a big goal if you don't break it into the steps of like, oh, it's, I've like, got to do the test. It seems so unmanageable do- yeah. or like unachievable, sorry, if you don't yeah. break it down because it's like how am I going to get from Lil me to yeah. consultant kind of thing? Like there's a it's lot daunting. between there and if, yeah. you, if you don't write it down or at least think about it, then it's like it just seems unachievable. Like same thing with music. Like if you want to be a big shot DJ touring the world, how are you going to get from where you are today to there? And if you write it down, it's more likely that you'll achieve it in my opinion rather than just having two points on a timeline. And I think like it's kind of like a recipe when you're cooking, right? It's like you have your garlic and your onion and whatever else you use in it and then you get the final product and it's like if you don't have those ingredients, you're not going to have a good recipe. Mm. It's like – And you've got to cook it the right way then too. Like, you know, there's the steps, the ingredients and the steps. Like it's all – I might call it a five-year recipe. A five-year recipe. A tasty life. (laughs) I like that. That's so good. A five-year recipe for a tasty life. Sounds like a good book title. I might do that. That does sound <laughs> It's a cookbook I won't, on life. <laughs> I won't buy the physical book, but I'll listen to audio the audio book. book. It, yeah, all right. Are you going to narrate it? I might, yeah. 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 Or <laughs> what I'll do is I will pull every word from the Shrek movie from Shrek's voice and you can listen to it from Shrek's point of view. That would be pretty crazy. <laughs> that would be awesome. All right, I'll do it. What about like all the like – because I've, I've noticed and maybe this is just a byproduct of all the – stuff you've been doing um, already is just like the positivity and stuff I've seen online from you recently and yeah. stuff, just saying like, you know, something about like life is a gift, like I hope you're using it well. I, something like that you yeah. said the other day. Um, is that something that's just been like a byproduct of what you're doing now or is that something, a conscious decision or have you looked into positivity much yeah, or anything? Yeah, like I guess going back to that book, The Power of Now, that pulled me into the present but that post specifically. So like my grandma passed away, I think, yeah, so like last Friday and I was just like, shit, like I went, so my mom lives with her as well, but I went there the day before 
to see her or not just to see her, but I went to see mom and she was asleep and I didn't say hi to her. Mm. And I was like, it just, it sat so poorly with me. Cause I was like, yeah. you know, but you never know when your last day is going to be kind of thing. And yeah. I know in my heart that I spent the time with her that I got really well. Yeah. And I was just like, if you don't have something to trigger you to be like, how can I, you know, like be more appreciative or be more positive about my life if you don't kind of see it. And like, you know, I don't think I'm going to get to all of the friends I have on Facebook or whatever, but yeah. if I can hit two or three people with that kind of thing, like it's just really positive. And I think like, yeah, for me, that was a really eye-opening experience because like she wasn't sick. She was just yeah. old. And that was such a thing. So I was just like, oh, shit. All right. So I guess it's grieve. And then how can I see this as a positive experience to, you know, kind of just move forward from it rather than just dwell and be sad about it. Mm. So like, I guess. Learn something from. Yeah. And like going it. back to when my, my dad passed away, like I was so young. I didn't, I did not process it at all. Yeah. Like it was just so wild. So like looking back, that's my first experience with like a close family I'm dying since then and I was just like I've grown so much how mm. can I make this a more positive experience rather than just yeah. not accepting it so like yeah that was just a big thing for me so. so did you find that maybe that even gave you a bit more closure on like your dad and stuff oh 100 percent. and yeah. like I've only been thinking about it yeah like in the last couple of days I'm just like even actually on the day like we just kind of sat around at home like with my mom and like some of her friends and we were just like talking about it and I just like was just like sitting there and was just like, shit, like this is really happening. Whereas like with dad, he had cancer. So it was like a, a long time coming kind of mm -hmm. thing. And when he did like, yes, it was still sad, but we out. knew it was yes, coming. Did, yeah. So it was just like accepting that death is just a natural thing. And like, however it happens, mm -hmm. it's going to happen. So like, yeah, it was, I definitely got to accept like that last final piece because it's been almost 10 years since dad. But yeah, like just even being there with mom because she was there when he died as well. So it was mm. just one of those things where it was like, cool, like, even though death is really bad, it brings people together in a good way. Mm. Like you don't get to manifest that experience organically. You cannot at all. Like you can't yeah. just pull people together and be like, let's all hang out. It's like yeah. someone's just died. Let's all see each other. And yeah. it's like, it how do we happens. make that a positive yeah. thing? Yeah. So yeah. it's like just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. There's something earlier that you spoke about and I can't remember what it was and it was about something like with an end and stuff. Um, and I don't know if you've ever seen the show on Netflix called The Good Place. Or it's is that with um, a, Kristen it, Bell? She's the… Uh, yeah, I think so. And she's talking to like God? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I watched an episode and I just didn't fuck with it. <laughs> so it's like a really stupid, like stupid, like satirical cheesy, kind corny, of, satirical yeah. sort of thing. But… The very end of it, the message like is like so philosophical. Oh huge shit! That like it just, <laughs> but it's so the whole show's so wacky and so it's one of those shows that I just put on and like Listen sort in the of background? watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like on my phone doing stuff and just have it there. But uh, like the stuff at the end that happened, I was just like, oh, that's such a huge philosophical. Yeah, um, I, love I don't want to give it away for everyone who hasn't we'll seen keep it, it, but a secret. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, like the whole thing of like. Everything needs an end. Yeah. You know, like nothing and is like really And like even going great. back to whole like if humans could live forever, I still don't think they should because we need to die. And yeah. like again, not in a um, in a negative way, just in a positive way. Like, you know, my granny, 96, she was healthy as a button kind of thing. Like she, yeah. nothing wrong with her. She just died. Like yeah. and that's what I want. Like even you could tell that she was ready to go, but you know that she had lived her life like. Yeah. Every every physical, mental, whatever way you can think of, it was done and I was just like, I guess like that in like very recent 
light has just kind of given me a push again to just be like, all right, how can I get to that when I'm older? How can I live my life between now and then to, you know, appreciate every day? Coming back to that book I read about, you know, being present, like do that, be able to accept what's going on around me right now and then be able to look forward to the future. And when that future time comes again, be able to accept it and enjoy it and live it. And I just... I think that not enough people do that, but it's like, again, mm. you can't just tell people to live their life. Like if they don't want to do it, they're not going to do it. Yeah. So it's just. You've got one job. Look after yourself. One job. One job. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always, um, you know, because for me, uh, like a big turning point for self-development stuff was choosing to be positive about everything. Yeah. And see the good in things and reframe things to make them be positive and there was a while a few years ago while I was like super vocal about it yeah I was like yes let's get it like on Facebook for you know like positive oh, energy you like, like shared one of those things recently yeah, yeah 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 and just like let's get it like you know like you can like we've got this positive you know like it was used to be my my thing and I, I don't do it as much anymore because I know a it annoys a lot of people but b it's so ingrained into me now that I don't have to tell myself yeah whereas back then I used to have to go Positive, you know, like, yes, we're positive. Like, this right, is going to so be like, awesome. Back then you were doing it for yourself and for the people, whereas now you're just doing it for the people. Well, no, now well, now I'm not I'm not as vocal now as yeah, I used right. to be. I but used like to when be, you do do it, it's, yeah. Yeah, but I used to be, like, all the time, like, <laughs> yeah, I used to be really positive, like, online and everything. Yeah. Like, yes, let's get today. Let's smash today. Ever, you know, yeah, that, that kind yeah, of yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> um, and I still feel that way, but I don't. Back then I was saying it to convince myself. Yeah, but it's really cool that you have had that journey where you're like, you yeah. used to have to do it for yourself and now you just feel it within yourself. And yeah, I, think, I don't, like, yeah. That's really cool. I don't yeah. actually have to tell myself to be positive. And yeah. like, I can't explain to like, so many people say, oh, it's like, but it's so fake, you know, like maybe at the start. Yeah. Because it's not how you feel, but it takes over and it doesn't end up being fake. Yeah, you know? no, like, definitely. It's, it's it's weird. Like a positivity to me is like a choice, and then from there, it because you don't you don't see all these positive things happening in your life when yeah. you're negative about everything. Yeah. But when you all of a sudden you're choosing to be positive, you're all of a sudden you're like, hey, this is really cool that I can come to this studio and make music. Yeah. Or, this is really cool that I can sit down with you and have a chat about something. Yeah. And, but there's all these and even tiny minute things that you would not you know normally see once you start thinking in that positive mindset definitely go, oh that's cool oh that's cool whereas like when usually negative, you wouldn't even notice yeah, it yeah. you know um so that's something that you know like i've over the years like worked in that's like a huge thing yeah for, i guess it goes back to that saying like the um silver lining kind of thing like yeah. everything can be made positive like yeah. even like with my my grandma passing away like yeah it's really sad but she's happy now like you know it's mm. no more of this BS COVID shit like you know and that I think like that happening for me like even just talking today it's made me realize that that's probably going to be like a turning point in my life because I was pretty close with her um so like just being able to be positive about a bad thing like it's just one of those things you can't Mm. you just can't let yourself see it negatively you have to just be like all right cool it's happened how can we see this in a good light how can we be okay with this like moving forward rather than staying in the mud and I think like it's just yeah it's just wild I've I've had this weird feeling over the last few years when like my great grandma died and my great granddad died and then my granddad's just died this year. Yeah. Um, where it's like, 
I almost feel closer to them now that they're not here because I know that they're physically their body isn't. Yeah, right. Like my grand my granddad lived at was at a nursing home in Bow Desert. Yeah, yeah. But I know he's not there now. Yeah. So now it's almost like, even though I can't see them, I I have this weird feeling that they're closer to me because oh, I know yeah, that physically yeah. they're not in another place. Like you feel spiritually connected to them. Yeah, now. it's weird. Like, um, yeah. No, I reckon there's definitely like some spirituality kind of thing about that because like, yeah, yeah, it's just death and then like where does the spirit go? Like, you know, people that believe in ghosts and stuff like that. Like I think that she'll live on through one of us. Like I'm weirdly related to her hashtag accidental incest, but not really. (laughs) All right, we've got to unpack this. What does hashtag accidental incest mean and how does this Oh, man, it's such a fucking wild story. So – my dad's dad. Dad's dad. So your my my granddad on your dad's side. His name is Harry or Henry, one of the two. Anyway, yeah. Harry is her brother. Is so your grandma's brother. Yeah. So all right. So your grandma and granddad were brothers. Yeah, brother and sister. Okay. So like my granny is blood related to me. She's my great aunt because she was my dad's aunt. Right, now it's getting confusing. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But my mum was adopted. Okay, so it's not not incest. incest. Quite, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, right? okay so, okay, so yeah. like accidental, but not really, but yeah, not so blood. Like, yeah, but yeah, marriage paper. I don't know what the yeah, fuck you want to call yeah, it, but yeah. so like her last name was Cottrell, dad's last name was Cottrell because they were from the same family. So it just happened that, yeah, um. I can't remember how to frame it. But, yeah, my granddad and my grandma are brother and sister. <laughs> Random. Which is fun, but, like, it's a cool story. It's, like, yeah. one of those things because it's not it's not legit because my mom was adopted. So, like, that yeah. side of me is different. But I'm – so if my dad wasn't a Cotterill, I wouldn't have been related to her any other way than through my mom. And that would have just been through the adoption. But I am yeah. blood related to her through that line. So it's like yeah. that's I feel extra close to her because I'm like I'm double related to you. I'm double related <laughs> to you. I'm your granddaughter and your great niece. So wild. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it's a fun it. story. Like, yeah, that's I've never heard of anyone like with with. That I remember like story. I was really young when I found out, and I was just like, wait, what? Am I just a head trip when you're young? You're like, yeah, and then like when we were like um, sorting our papers and stuff at the house, there was like a family tree that was done up by. Um, like another family member. Yeah. And I was just like, oh shit, it's real. <laughs> like it's not just made up story. That like yeah. you know when you're a kid you make up shit to just sound cool. Yeah. Like yeah. um it was just like people oh, okay. still do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> people still do it. It's like that never happened. Like, oh yeah, Is maybe it real? not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's fun. But like, yeah, just like with her passing away, like I was just like really like all right, like family kind of thing. So mm. Just feel, yeah, same with you and your granddad, like just feeling closer yeah. to her now that she's not here rather than. Because you know they're not at another place. So you're yeah. like. You're always well, with me. They could be here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, could oh, be God, here. I hope there's some places that she's not with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, granny. that's hilarious. Sorry, grandma. Um, yeah, hello. Yeah, that, you know, it, it's crazy. And uh, like I've said a few times to people uh, in probably moments of thinking that I'm got my life under control or whatever and I'll be like, oh, no, like if I died tomorrow, I think I'd be happy. Like, yeah. And I say that 
But, you know, like, I don't know that that's actually, like, how I'd feel. Like, I would say, like, if I got cancer tomorrow, I'd be like, all right, what are we doing? How do yeah, we yeah. – what's the steps? Like, we'll try beat it, but if we don't, whatever, we'll give it a good crack, though. What do we do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like if you had I say a year that, left, what not, would you do? Yeah. And, like, yeah. I guess in the current climate you do shit all because you can't, but – like, Go camping and <laughs> just <laughs> camp move, for the next year. Move into a little hut in the in the middle of the bush or something. Yeah, that'd be sick. Camp twenty four seven. Yeah, like that's so wild. Like if you had a year left to live, like I guess all of the undone things that you haven't been able to do yet, and it's just like, what would you do? And like if you could, I'd just be working on music all the time. Yeah, that's all I would do because that's the one thing everyone's like. When I've been posting all that stuff, it's like, oh, is there anything you haven't done? And I always post back, I haven't written a number one hit yet. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all like. Actually, I think I saw that comment. They're like, touche. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, still it's just like, I guess, until you get put into that moment where it's like in your face, yeah. up close, like, you know, someone passing away or something like big life event happening, you don't think about it. And sometimes you can just get too stuck in the motion of living your life. And it's just like, how mm. can I like truly fulfill my life? Mm. And like, yeah, it sounds cheesy and whatever, but like if you get to 96, if you get there, fucking congrats. Yeah. But if you get there and you haven't done it, you can't go back and change it. Like yeah. why like prolong happiness when yeah. you could live it every day yeah. and like do shit you want to do? Yeah. I don't know. Death's a – a weird thing to it think is. about all it's the time, whack. hey. But it's I think it's interesting to to think about. And I've always thought of I'd love to go to a I don't know if love is the right word, but I think it would be interesting to go to like a palliative care ward and hang out with talk to yeah. people who are you know, like old you know older people, people who've ex- had life experience who are yeah. just like just want to talk. I think that would be interesting to just talk to yeah, them. Yeah, I reckon it'd be cool, but it could also be kind of shit because I think that, I guess, because my dad was in palliative care. Yeah. Everyone just was just like ready to die. And it's yeah. just like no one wanted to be talkative, but maybe that's just because I was so young and I didn't like go out there. But like dad was just an angry little fuck before he went and I was yeah. just like, who are you? Like I never just got to have that chat it. with yeah. him to like, you know, talk about life and I just hear it through mum. But it's like I think – it'd be cool on the flip side of that to go to like young kids who are dying to be like, what would you do with your life if you could live it? And yeah, depressing, so sad. sad, But like if you could go to a kid who's going to die in a week, right? Be like, what would you do with your life if you had one? Write it all down and then go do it. Because like kids have just like like their imagination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but on steroids like, you know. And it's just like. You you can't make up shit the kids say ever. Like mm. it's just crazy. So like, and as a kid, and there's no filter. Yeah, yeah. There's no filter. Like when you're a kid, you're like, I want to be an architect. That was me when I was a kid. And like, you know, it's just like maybe you couldn't go and do that for them now. But it's just like, what shit do kids want to do that adults just don't think about because we're just so stuck in our ways. Like, mm. it's just yeah, crazy. But yeah, going back to that palliative care thing, like it would be cool to just go and chat. And like, I was lucky that I got to talk with Granny about her life. Like before she went, like she mm. was in the army. She lived through a world war, like, you know, all that shit she did. It was just like mental. But, you know, you don't get to think about that stuff unless someone's either dying or like, you know, you think about it. So it's just crazy. That's interesting you said that about like how they lived through, you know, so much throughout their years and so much change and things. I I had one of the Oculus Rift development kits back Mm. ages ago. Um, and I put on like just a little thing where you're just sitting in a room with a desk 
on, you know, in the the VR and yeah. gave it to my great granddad who was like 102. Oh my god! And he put it on and he's like trying to touch stuff and oh. like you know, and then like all of a sudden, like I just sat down and he just started telling me about how the world's changed throughout his whole yeah. life. He's like, I remember when it was just like you know horses and carriages going down the streets and then cars came. You know, like like yeah. back then, and I was just like, what, like. And yeah, and just hearing all of the the but things that have like, changed. But then it's like, what's going to happen when we're ninety? Like, what, what I mean. are we going to see? We'll like, growing that arms. scares me. Like, with how like our grandparents, like their generation, couldn't really get behind phones and the internet and shit. Like, what are we going to not be able to get behind because we're so mm. like closed minded? But then I'm like, maybe we are in that generation where we're like, cool. We need to grow and develop. Mm. Let's keep growing and developing. But I think like at one point in your life, you're either just going to stop out of boredom or just pure your brain can't handle it and like you're just going to watch your kids or grandkids if you have them like just go through all the shit that you would have seen and I think that we're lucky enough to have had that where our grandparents have watched us huge change and develop with technology where we'll be like cool that's really awesome I can appreciate it and accept it but I can't fuck with it (laughs) yeah it's interesting because like my granddad we were talking about um when you know he went into a nursing home and had like he had a tracheostomy and stuff yeah, so he right. couldn't speak and that so we got him an iPad and he learned how to use an iPad yeah and he could get on Spotify and listen to all his old songs he could sync his oh, Bluetooth speaker to it and listen to his old because he was a trumpet player all his old oh, jazz tunes like that's dope and he, you'd he was on Facebook and every now and again you'd get a random message from him on your wall and you know like. It was hey, crazy. Song, how so, you doing? <laughs> so, so I like. Well, I think that's majority of the people. I, I don't necessarily. I think of it as an excuse where they're like, oh, "I can't learn." Oh, that. yeah, I definitely. Because I used that. to work at Dick Smith and Tandy when I was like growing up, and like, yeah, yeah. And so I used to sell. Um, you know, back when you had MP3 players. Oh, yeah. And this old bird, she was like 60, 70, 80. Like she was, you know, yeah, retired and and older. And she used to come in just to buy something to figure out how it works. She's like, I want to stay up to date. She's like, so what are these MP3 players? I've read about them. What I do they do? That. And she Hell would buy yeah. one and then like, you know, and then she'd come in a month later and be like, oh, I've heard about like these things. I want to get that. And then she'd be, I'd be like, how did the MP3 player go? And she's like, oh, yeah, I've got all my songs. Like, she, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I think it's it's very individual, but it could be very much how those people grew up. Yeah, yeah. It was very practical back then, um, you know, about, you know, like, a lot of what you learnt in school was to do with what you're going to do as a job when you get yeah. older. It wasn't so much learning about environmental issues and, you know, like that kind of stuff. I always think about like our grandparents, how much about the environment did they learn back then? Shit, true. And how much did they yeah. know? And that's why now when we talk about yeah. the environment and stuff, they don't understand the complexity and the how it's all connected I guess and stuff. They're because like back then it would have been more just like practical stuff like um, – that kind of stuff, whereas now it's more like practical and theoretical and scientific and yeah. there's just the scope has broadened so much. And so I think it's there's just more like specialisations so yeah. too because so when you do the practical, the practical would be in a specific area for what you want to do. Yeah. Because back then it was like practical for a lot of things and then, you know, and I think it's just the education's changed. And that's why when I think about climate change when a lot of older people uh don't really think it's a thing or whatever. Mm. I always think, well, it's probably a lot to do with what they were taught when they're growing up and how much they know about the actual topic. Yeah. Because who goes and like learns about things they're not interested in? Oh, it's like um, seeing like all the people at like Apple. 
who they yeah. go to like the genius bar and learn how to use stuff like that's really cool but imagine if you could do that for every topic for like older people or people who just want to learn like yeah there's TAFE and university and shit like that but like imagine if you could just get a group of people who want to learn about something just to either improve their brain skills and function or just to genuinely learn about it like why can't that be a more readily available source yeah like I feel like the world would benefit a lot from that if you could have it just as a thing that you can learn because like yeah that's just such a good resource to have and like yes there's the internet and you can do that kind of stuff but like there's just nothing better than being with a group of people who want to do the same thing or yeah. learn the same thing and just like have that probably yeah. the thing but you know have it have be have being able to ask a question and get the answer back yeah you have to go look for it yeah yeah um someone told me recently about because you know vr is such a big thing about like experiences and he was talking about um in the future he's like I can't wait till like uh, there'll be no reason why someone in a third world country can't learn, um, you know, grade four maths from the best grade four maths teacher in the world because mm. they'll have a VR experience that is sat, you know, the camera sat in there. Yeah, right. Recording the lesson and they've pirated it off Pirate Bay, the VR experience for grade four algebra introduction or, you know, whatever it is. And anyone in the world could put their VR headset yeah. in and sit in the classroom and listen to that lesson from the best lecturer in the world, the best teacher True. in the world, anywhere yeah. at any time. That like, should be a thing. Yeah. That's incredible. And it doesn't like really, it doesn't even have to be VR. It could just be video. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, VR like, just makes it more immersive. Like, definitely. And like you'd be more willing to kind of learn about it rather than just watching a video and being like bored. Yeah. So I think that's um it's interesting like the the future of like you know, what that's the world has. like yeah. I can't wait to see what happens like yes I love living my life right now but damn I can't wait to be old and just be like shit like stuff's changed it's crazy now like right yeah. and like that's really what our totally parents different. and grandparents think like about yeah. the world now but I think there's been like a very big shift again over a long period of time from like you know the 1920s when there was the depression and all of that stuff when there was like rations and stuff to now where there's just so many like things readily available yeah, yeah. yeah so it's just the like opposite. what do we i reckon we'll go back to whole like made to order stuff or things that aren't just like mass produced because like i reckon that'll be like one of the big things with climate change as well like that kind of stuff doesn't need to be a thing like there's yeah. stuff sitting own. on shelves that's not being used like why like it's just, yeah. One of my mates said a while ago that, um, and he works in like uh, environmental spaces and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's an environmental architecture. Nice. Architect. Yeah. Whatever that would entail. Um, <laughs> but he was talking about, um, he reckons in the future, like energy is going to be individual. So you won't, in, energy will be like a commodity. So we'll all have solar panels and batteries. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we'll yeah. all make our own energy. And then, like, you could sell energy to people. Like, you can be like, oh, I'll, so it'd be like a currency, like a yeah, commodity. Yeah, like cryptocurrency like, almost. Yeah, but, like, I'll give you this battery of 200 amps for those three bottles of water. Yeah, You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it'll actually be like a tradable um, commodity because eventually – People would just start making it themselves once it's renewable. Yeah. Like, well, you know, once we get rid of coal and all that and it's all renewable. Yeah. People will just be like, well, why do I need to pay for it? Why don't I just make it myself? And then I well, think eventually. I think it's yeah. actually already a thing kind of. There's a company, yeah. um, an electricity company called Amber. <laughs> so what they do, they don't charge you like a flat price. They just charge you the wholesale price. So it goes up and down a lot, like with energy specifically. Depending on what it is. Yeah, yeah like what time of day it is, what the, like, yeah. where you are is charging so like if you've got solar and a battery 
you can charge up your battery, then use like run your house from your battery. So it's almost like off grid. You're still paying someone to, you know, meter that energy for you, but it's Mm. still like you're not paying the man for the, you know, coal fired shit. Like when we moved into where we are now, I looked up a heap of energy places and I was like, I don't want bad energy. It's like where we have our energy from, they only use renewable sources and you can pay more to like put money back into the grid that promotes green energy. So I think like shifting here, forwards, yeah. yeah, it's really we pay cool. the extra whatever the levy is that's yeah. on top. That It's not so much that the energy comes from the renewable resource, but it means that the money that you pay extra goes into funding the yeah, renewable resources. Yeah, it's really so cool. So it like, might come, you know, our energy right now might be coming from a coal plant but or it could be coming from a you know solar or whatever but yeah the, the fact extra that you money can we put pay money in. gets reinvested back into the yeah and the i think that's really cool like just industries. that people have those brains that can you know function that way to bring those more innovative ways into life mm-hmm. like it makes me hopeful for the future but i also sometimes get scared because there's always on the other side of that coin is people like let's put more coal or yeah, stuff yeah. like that and it's like do we really need it like yeah, yeah. so it's just it's really crazy but i think like It'll be interesting to see how it goes, like, again, with the, the shift in the future and how technology will develop, like, develop and evolve and yeah. how, like, you know, kids now will grow up and, you know, have ideas and become world leaders. Like, it's just I'm excited and scared for that kind of shift, but it's, like, inevitable. So what are you going to do about it? If you're scared, you should just make sure you just go for it then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. If I can't, you feel scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're all going to be living into this future, so it's going to yeah. be interesting what comes, especially just out of COVID. Or like yeah. what the world's going to look like in a year's time, you know? Um, I think like. Or two years maybe. Who knows how long this thing will go. The for. whole like no hugging or like the physical distance stuff. Like are people going to be like germaphobes or like mm. not know what physical embrace feels like? Because like I love hugging my mates. Like straight up. It's the best feeling. Yeah, yeah. And like you just, you can't replace it with a handshake or a fist bump or a fucking elbow bump, whatever. Yeah. So like are people not going to know physical intimacy that isn't sexual? Because there's a very big difference. Yeah, yeah. But there's also, like, you need both, I think. Mm. So, like, if you can't have that physical intimacy with, with your friends, like, are we going to be lacking in that way? Like, how are we going to replace that? Yeah. And then, like, um, even, yeah, like, with the clubs and stuff, like, what's going to happen with them? Like, no yeah. dancing? Is it going to be all sitting down? And, like, that kind of pulls you more towards, we'll like… just all be at home in VR and we'll yeah. just be walking around in clubs pretending we're drinking. Yeah, that'd be really We cool, won't even have like, to get drunk. Like, it'll just make our the vision will get blurred yeah. in the screen. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I reckon that'll be it. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Then, like, imagine that. if you could do that and not wake up the next day with a hangover. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can do that. Yeah. Just don't drink. Yeah. But, hey, can't really, can't really talk. <laughs> Drinking's good for the soul, right? So, well, drinking's great for creativity. Yes. I was talking to – I did a collab with Art Supplies. We started on, on Tuesday – uh, nice. two days ago yeah. and and I was like it was like 10 in the morning like it was early and I was like I've got two beers do you want a beer <laughs> like so you can just like you know get it I was like we won't have like 10 beers like we'll just have like oh, yeah. one or two beers yeah. we only had two beers he had to drive so oh, right. um, yeah I might have had a couple more but <laughs> no 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 we only had like one or two beers um, yeah but you know that's great for creativity I feel and stuff but like once you have like four or five then it's you can definitely go too far yeah it's definitely good for a bit of creativity um but isn't it weird like that you need that juice to make you go but it's I don't need it yeah but it just yeah sorry not need it but it's just like it kind of helps unleash your inhibitions yeah it's interesting like that song what's it called 
I don't know. The yeah. only song I hear people talking about these days is WAP. But yeah, to be honest, I don't think I've even heard it. I don't even know what it sounds like. I heard it on Triple J for the oh, first time, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I was just driving home, and I was so shook because it's just like I understand that it's a really good kind of like female empowering song, and mm. you know, like men rappers talk about you know that kind of like, like sexual kind of stuff, stuff. But it's yeah. just like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Hey, it's just like super in your face, and I'm like, surely there's a better way you can go about this. But also like. Congrats to those like females that do all this stuff. I just feel like some people can just like get a bit too antsy about things these days. And it's just like, yeah, yeah I don't know. If you don't like a song, don't listen to it. But if you love a song, listen to it. Like, it's I'll have just, to listen to it. I don't yeah. even know what it sounds like. Um, but yeah, I've heard so much about it. Like, yeah. yeah. But I feel like that's like with every song that kind of hits it. Like you hear about it for ages and then it stops because the next new one comes along. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like the, so the, the cycle of yeah. the music. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you got coming up from you? Obviously, it's a weird time in COVID. You're getting into your recycling and your camping and stuff and you've yeah. just gotten into uni. Yeah. Um, so, you you know, preparing for that um, next year and stuff. But anything else you want to do in this, you know, last half of the year or anything apart from go camping and, and for driving yeah. and stuff like that? Well, we have to fix our for because it's a bit broken. But once yeah. we get that going, I reckon just, yeah, heaps of camping trips, saving all my money for uni because I'll probably like have to work a bit less. But just having that kind of resource there and just continually learning, like not even about environmental stuff, but just, you know, like I watch four dry videos and I watch stuff about like minimalism on YouTube and, you know, like environmental stuff, like stuff that interests me, stuff that I want to yeah. learn. Like I want to learn about woodworking. Like I want to integrate a wireless charger into our like um, dresser. It's like where all of our clothes live. So we can just put our phones on top and they yeah. charge and it's just nothing there. And it seems so unnecessary, but for me, that's something that I want to even just like learn to have it's that a skill. cool thing to just do. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like I made that. Exactly. It's like, oh, where can I get one of these? You can't get one. No, like I mean, that I kind could of make stuff. you one, but yeah. otherwise you can't just, get one. Just like yeah. even just going more into like the self-sufficiency. So like, yes, I want to buy something, but it's like, can I make that? Can I do it myself? Like just that kind of thing. Or can Not I even... buy parts of it and make yeah, it myself? Yeah. yeah. So it's just like that kind of stuff. I just want to continually learn A, so I can just keep my brain going, but also so that I can get ready to have that flow of learning for uni so that I can like really prosper there. Um, and just, yeah, like just continue getting fit. Like this sounds really lame, but <laughs> I was hanging with the fam and we were doing push-ups, and like, um, I was lifting up a nephew. He'd like run around the corner I'd pick him up, lay down and like push him up. And then they were like, oh, like do some push-ups. And I was like, I can't, but like, yeah. it seems like I'm strong, but I'm not. So like that for me, like by Christmas time, I'm gonna do push-ups. You're gonna do push-ups. So like yeah. just that thing. And I've got like a thing going yeah. with a friend. We're going to do push-ups together. Cause yeah. like. Just like seems silly, but it's just like a fun little motivational thing to keep you going. Yeah. So like a little goal, that, yeah, a little goal, yeah, yeah. So just like yeah, fitness, for driving, camping, learning, and I like think that's money as well. But you know, money makes the world yeah. go around for now. <laughs> so the last thing before we go is, I want to know that in this whole little period where you've done the whole, I suppose you know, self discovery, and, yeah. and you've learned more about yourself. Is there anything that you've learned about yourself? in this time that you didn't know before that maybe surprised you or you thought, oh, I didn't think I'd enjoy that or I didn't think this would Ooh. be me? Is there anything that sort of caught you off guard where you're like, oh, or I can't believe I thought that? Or I think what I've learned that maybe this is just the first thing that came into my mind, but it's mm. just like the fact that I have no patience. I think that was a thing. And I was like, if I want to do these things, like learn how to fix the four-wheel drive or like do stuff like um, build drawers, for instance, or stuff like that. And like, 
what I really need is just to have patience. Mm. And literally I did something the other day. I can't remember what it was, but I just I had a bit of patience with it and I got what I needed out of it. And I was just like, that's never happened before. So I was yeah. like, I can be patient if I, if I um, like need to get that outcome. It's just like being patient to mm. get that kind of thing. So like that for me was a bit of an eye opener because I was just like, I've never been that person. I'm like always just like rough and break shit before like, you know, doing it delicately and being patient yeah. with it. So that was, I guess, the biggest thing that I Never kind of learned. reading the manual yeah. or the instructions. <laughs> I literally downloaded the manual for my car online because it wasn't yes. in the car. Because it's a yes. 96 model, so it's old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like I need to learn how to use it. So I was like, I'm not just going to go and fuck around and push a bunch of buttons and break it. Like I need to, you know, learn that process and be patient with it. So that was a, yeah, a big eye-opener for me to like learn to kind of get the goal I need. And it sounds like you've like figured out the steps to make that happen because like you said, break it into the smaller steps yeah which is what the patience is like you know, otherwise you've got there and you're like oh i want to fix the car and it's like well no you need to learn these little bits first before you get there yeah and like and even so like understanding the, that that's got to take place first which is what patience yeah like is. the patience wasn't something that i like directly thought about but like looking back it's something that i've just accidentally incorporated into everything and now i'm just like i want it Shit, now yeah i want to do it now let's do it now yeah. yeah so i guess like for me yeah patience would be one of the biggest things that i didn't realize i could do i was always just like no nah, i can't be patient but yeah. i guess like with the physical thing like with i'm if i'm working on something it was just like i would just be so bad at having that patience to yeah. finish it or fix it or do it so it's just yeah. fun to know that i can for the future yeah that's awesome yeah Oh, well, thanks for coming in for a chat. Thanks for having me. Um, it's been a blast. Yeah. So, so many people, um, <laughs> you know, finish the podcast and say, oh, that was really fun. Like, and it's like, yeah, I get to do it every week. And it's, yeah. it's almost like, I mean, I don't know too many times where you get to sit down with someone and talk one-on-one -on -one with no distractions, yeah. no phones or anything for an hour, hour and a half. Um, it's quite rare really these days. Yeah. And I feel like you've definitely got to be with the right person as well. Like yeah, it's yeah. so hard to just do that and I'm like really glad that you have this platform for people to go out and like talk about whatever they want like you know yeah. I was a bit nervous about coming on because of the music thing but I was just like it's just really cool to experience it it's literally just sitting down and having a chat with a yeah, beer like whatever that's literally it's literally all it is it's like, like we you go just on don't think about it and, yeah like, talk I'm just about like I really love that so it's just yeah. really cool to have that that platform so thanks for coming love on. that it was a great chat so yeah, um, Everyone, um, you know, once you're, if you need someone who's a consultant in what, four or five years, <laughs> yeah. maybe after uni, um, you know, I have to hit you up. So. Yeah. If you want some compost, I have some. <laughs> yeah, compost too. Get the compost. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks for coming in. Um, and yeah, see you guys next episode. Bye. Bang. There we go, guys. Another fantastic episode in the books. Um, I really love that one with Steph. Um, you know, so great to see someone who has sort of maybe, you know, changed their direction in life uh, and is sort of moving more towards, you know, something that they really feel, um, you know, they're interested and passionate in. Um, so uh, thanks to Steph so much for coming on the show. Um, and, you know, I loved all the things we touched on in this. And um, I think some people out there are probably going to, you know, get some value from this as well. Now, as Steph doesn't actually have a DJ page anymore, she just got her Instagram. So if you want to follow Steph uh, and, you know, stay up to date with whatever she's up to, maybe get some compost or see some of her sort of, you know, environmental sort of projects she's she might be, you know, doing at home, make sure you go to the episode description below and you'll be able to find uh, all her Instagram handle and links there. As always, guys, make sure you're following me on all platforms at BoyKingKoi. Super easy to find. You can go to the website, abeerwith.com. Uh, that's got links to everything that I do, everything about the podcast. Uh, it's the place where you can, you know, go to our store, buy some of the merch. Um, you know, if you've 
If you want to grab one of the candles, um, you know, I'm going to be doing some more candles soon. Uh, but, you know, if you want to maybe get a stubby cooler and there's heaps of other products and things, all the money that you guys spend there goes straight into helping the podcast. Um, you know, everything we do here is free. So if you guys want to support us in any way, um, that's probably the best thing you could do. Oh, right, guys, that's it for this one. I hope you're having a great day or night wherever you are. And I'll see you guys soon for the next episode.